handle the truth. Jim Price of Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is October 9th. It's a Monday, 2023. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, as we continue on with the circus that we have seen all weekend, I know that a lot of you people, and I say you people, we people, uh, all believe that um, we are on the right side of history when we say stand with Israel. Okay, I get it. I, I'm not, uh, not going to debate the finer points with you, but I will tell you right now that the explosion of that that their um, communication buildings was a video from 2001. And if you notice that, they actually don't even move the cameras, and the cameras just happen to be set up on the street and on an aerial. And as the birds fly by, everything just seems to just be in this uh, amazing moment. Like, everybody just is in the right place at the right time, and by God, thank you, Lord, that we were able to see that destruction of the one singular building in amongst all of the other buildings. So this is one of those things where we just continue to lie to ourselves, and um, it just doesn't seem like we actually have a lot of good answers. Uh, It's Daniel. I'm in the bomb shelter right now. Thousands of rockets are raining down. Who is this? Um, (laughs) I got to love this when we have people actually now fundraising off of the, the, uh, the stuff going on. So this is a, this is an issue for me. There is somebody who just sent me literally a text message that says, um, Hey, I'm stuck in a bomb shelter. Can you send me money? Why do we do this? Why is this a thing? Why is it okay for people to go around and actually, you know, it's like I'm sitting here, I am trying to break down the walls of accuracy, of inaccuracy to create an accuracy in the perception and perspective in which you guys see things. The, the perspective is the angle in which you're looking at it. The perception is how you think about it. I am working literally all the time. And it really gets a little bit old. It gets, it does get a little tiresome that this is what I talk about and do every day. The sad part of it is I got somebody who literally just right here in the beginning of the show just sent a message. I thought it was something important that uh, they need to fundraise off of the Israel thing. Now, if you guys don't understand that there are so many other parts to this, there are so many other sections, pieces, parts, different things like that are going on. I don't think you guys are getting it. I don't think you guys are getting it. There, this area of the world has been embattled, enraged, in in torment. What do, you, what do we want to call it? They have been more torn since we wrote shit down. This is not something new. This is not something that they just, it's the all, it's the same old thing. Now, we created this. World War II was us. That was World War II, World War I. We were setting this all up as the next where we need to go to make sure that this and that. And what we've done is we've created hostilities just because. We just did it. It doesn't serve us any purpose other than the fact that it just destroys people's lives. I Okay, I don't live... 
I don't live on the Texas Texas Mexico border. I don't live on the New Mexico Texas or uh, New Mexico Mexico border. I don't live on the Arizona Mexico border. I don't live on the California Mexico border. Why? Because it's dangerous. Because it's it's not a place where just people go down there to vacation. If it was, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Because they would have built the wall. They would have made sure things were pushed back. If there was money flowing into those areas, and if it was actually for the betterment of humanity, if it made the world a better place, don't you think that thing, that whole thing would be cleaned up in a heartbeat? Just like the guy who owns the island, the entire island just east of Maui, where they had the fires is the owner or the co-owner of Oracle, the largest data collection agency on earth. Why is that individual own the entire island just across, just across the water, just across the little bit of a strait between those two islands? Why is it that the Oracle guy owns that island, but also we see that Oprah Winfrey and others have gone in there and done a bit of a land grab already and now the people who have owned that property in that area for generations, hundreds and thousands of years, their family has grown up and died in those locations, have been now escorted off or turned to ash. See, the problem is, guys, you know, when I sit here and talk about Israel and I talk about the nefariousness of those people who are making money, why is it that suddenly we're not talking about Ukraine anymore as we know that the Hillary Clinton Foundation is getting tens of billions of dollars to go there and reconstruct Ukraine and J.P. Morgan Chase six months ago announced that they have already installed the reconstruction banks to allow for funding to flow into Ukraine for the rebuilding process. Well, who's going to rebuild it? The United States? Haven't we done enough of that in the Middle East already? Haven't we done that just south of where we are in Ukraine? Isn't that just, isn't that just typical of us to want to go in there and suddenly want to rebuild? Oh, yeah, but why? So Hillary Clinton can get another paycheck? You don't think Hillary Clinton didn't get a little bonus off that tens of billions, almost $100 billion, on top of the $200 billion we've already given Ukraine to pad the the pockets of their leadership. Yeah, Hillary got almost $100 billion. Yes, the Clinton Foundation. You don't think she got a little taste on that? You don't think she got her billions out of that deal? Come on, guys. It has her name on it. Her and Bill's name. They're the founders of the Bill and... Hillary Clinton Foundation. They got the money. We paid them for it. Rebecca Wells, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. We have paid these people. We have paid these people. And yet, you guys don't want to see the how this all works, how this whole thing's really going down right in front of your face? How about Israel? We put Israel into place. Why? Because after the Second World War, we wanted to make sure that they had a place. Well, then why didn't we make sure they had a place? Why didn't we make sure that they had what they needed? If you go back in the history of that sliver of land, it's probably one of the most contested pieces of real estate on earth. Yeah. But also, when we go and have these wars, do you realize that our artifacts, our history, that's actually all gets erased and tore down and torn apart? Don't you see that happening in real time? This is the, this is the problem with us, is we don't see that this whole thing that we created, this whole fallacy of problems, we did this to ourselves. And yes, the gentleman who was the president of the United States from Kansas, Eisenhower, 
was directly related to or directly involved with all this. Why is it we're not talking about Ukraine anymore? Because it's a lost war. Because we know it's not going to happen. We're not going to be able to handle it. We're not going to be able to go in there and do anything. We know Russia's got it. Why? Because it's their property. It's theirs to begin with. Oh, I know. It was under the Soviet Union. Let's not get too fancy about the idea of the Soviet Union and what it really was. The problem was is that they were given individual states, and yes, it was ran under a corporate head, a lot like America. Hello. Kansas is its own country, according to our Constitution. You don't think it is? Why do these United States, why do these United States have a Constitution, but yet the state's Constitution supersede the federal government? The, super st- the, 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 the states supersede the federal government? Then how is it these individual states are not actually their own states or own countries? Because we call them a state, because we don't know our own history, because we don't understand how all this works. If actually we got our P's and Q's and our poop in a row, we could actually figure out how to actually run ourselves, do it on our own. But we're too beholden to the country that is America. Oh, yeah, we got to get that federal dollars because the federal dollars is the only reason that we're able to actually balance our budget. Because If we take a million dollars, it takes $2 million to get it. Yeah, that's how the federal government works this whole thing. And that's a a shame that we don't actually understand that this is exactly how they do it. It's franchising. It's not a new business model. There's nothing fantastic here. We didn't invent this. We just called it something else. We don't have presidents or we don't have czars. We don't have uh, dukes and duchesses and kings and queens. We have presidents and prime ministers and governors. And if you follow the, the path where you see Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom and Adam Schiff are all part of the same line of blood, when you start finding out that Hillary Clinton is related to the Obamas, just like they're related to the Bushes, I mean, guys, follow the money. Follow the bloodline. This is a blood war. And why are we suddenly sending 5,000 troops over to that area? Why did we already have a fleet of military armament, military boats, and aircraft carriers. Why do we have all that already just hanging out in the old uh, water right there next to Israel? Why? Did we just get lucky? Did we just get lucky that we were going to go running in there to make sure that we were going to be in the way so that none of this would hurt anybody and we just happened to have an American? Oh, wait, a German? Oh, wait, an American? Wait, uh, no. Uh, we have, oh, wait, oh, wait, how many people do we have in there? Yeah, we have all these Americans that are getting scooped up. We've got Germans that are getting scooped up. We have Israelites that are being killed already. So now we know this is a problem. Hey, Janet Polk, haven't seen Polkat Fine, haven't seen you in a long, long time. Gary Johnson, man, I got two blasts from the past. I haven't seen you guys in a minute. So thank you guys so much for being here. And I'm not trying to take away anybody's ability to have empathy or sympathy for the situation. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm just wanting you to understand, understand what is really the whole mess behind this, why it is so important to get in there. Well, Ukraine didn't work, so we have to change that, right? Well, Ukraine didn't work. Let's find a new battlefield. Sandra Simon, oh my gosh, it is a reunion of the... The past, look, I got, and by the way, guys, fantastic story here. I want to tell this story about Sandra here. She was, I got to see her on Saturday. Miracle of miracles. Um, I was like, oh, I don't need to get fuel. I'll get fuel 
up the road. I'll do it at like, you know, Mattville Green or Emporia or something like that. I'm not going to get it while I'm in Wichita. I'm going to head out. Well, I was getting a little low, and I came across the first uh, on the turnpike on 35 between Wichita and Kansas. There's several uh, rest areas in the middle of the freeway where there's, you know, Burger King or McDonald's or whatever, and there's a uh, convenience store and a gas station. And I'm like, nah, I'm gonna, I'll probably wait. I'm going to probably wait till I get to even Emporia or further than that. And I went, and I was like, nah, I'm going to get gas. I'm not going to do the Jim Price thing. I'm going to get gas, and I'm just going to go. I'm going to go and stop at this one. Well, when I pulled up, it was the very first rest stop I came to, and it was, every pump was full, and there was people lined behind it. I'm like, I'm not going to wait for this. I'm going to head on. So I had, I had slowed down, sto- you know, and, and I'm like, nah, forget it. Jump back on the freeway, and I head on. And uh, I got, I go ahead and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go, I'm going to go all the way to Emporia. And I'm like, nah, don't want to do the gym price thing. Run it down to zero. Have to worry about my mileage and coasting into the gas station. I said, ah, I'm going to go ahead and go. So I go ahead and I pull off the freeway and I get off at Mattfield Green. And I go to the gas pump. I pull up. I'm sitting there dinking with the card. And I cart, my card isn't wanting to work. It says error something or other. And I'm like, error. This is, and it's like printer out of paper. And I'm like, okay, why is this a thing? Like, why? And so anyway, I'm like, okay, not going to use that credit card. Okay. So I slide my credit card in there. Okay. Okay. It's working. Here we go. And, uh, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go get something to drink or eat or whatever. I'm going to get a snack. And then I heard as I'm walking away, the pump clicks off. My pump, I heard it click. I'm like, golly. So then I walk back, and here comes Sandra Simon right around the corner. And she says, Jim Price, is that you? And I'm not, that's not how she sounds, guys. That is my interpretation uh, of just a woman's voice. I don't do what ladies' voices very well. Anyway, I said, yeah. And she's like, I knew it was you. So we got to talking, and she had her friend there. So here's the thing. What I'm trying to point out to you, sometimes when vibrations in the universe brings things together, it's really kind of a miracle how things happen because I had not got gas in Kansas, Wichita, and the second, first place I went to go get gas was completely full of cars. What is the, what is the happenstance that there is multiple cars waiting on every pump? And I'm like, I'm out of here. So I had to slow down for that, but then I go back up to speed and I go the fast enough speed that I, when I pull up to a pump and then Sandra, uh, Simon, and her friend go all the way over to the pump next to mine. Next, They're on the opposite side of the pump. So I pull up and then they pull up. Now think about this. What is the happenstance that want people coming from Kansas City and me coming from Wichita, that all those things happen to work out, that we were at the exact same pump on the opposite side of each other at the exact same time? I, I mean that's lottery ticket buying time right there. You gotta you gotta think about that. Maybe I should have won the. Uh, hey Jill, good to see you. And maybe I should have bought some uh, lottery tickets or something because I'm gonna tell you what that was a miracle of miracles, right? There was a lot of things that happened to come around, all at the exact same time. Imagine that. So Sandra, I think of you and I think of that situation, and I'm like, how did all that happen? Well, it was absolutely amazing to see that we were able to be in the right place at the right time to see each other. And Sandra, uh, looking good. Uh, I do appreciate the journey that you have been on with your health and that you are on that rebound. So I think it's awesome. I hope that you continue to gain strength and be amazing going forward. 
I hope you had a great time at your comedy event in Wichita on Saturday night. But like I said, what an amazing happenstance of coincidence of things. If I tried to plan to say, hey, Sandra, I'm going to be at Matt Phil Green at, I don't know, whatever time it was, 2.30. Will you be there? Uh, I just don't know how we could have timed it any better. But to say that I got out of my truck and I heard the pump click off and I walk back and I, find, I run into Sandra as she's coming around uh, the back end of her, the truck she was in, I was just, that's amazing. So to me, guys, there's so many things in our life that we just kind of forget how how many things can come together and how great it can be, and we could be awesome together and be a part of stuff together. So uh, thank you, Sandra, for being a, such a great patriot and being a part of things. It was really great to see you. Um, anyway, I will talk more about your, your health journey and stuff like that as we go forward. I did get a new. I did get a new person. I'm going to be working with uh, on their health journey on things uh, this last weekend in Kansas City. So we're going to be working with those folks to help them on the getting your cell regeneration to work right, get the cells working at the base level. We talked about this with Dr. Ryan Dops last Thursday that we're bringing on a vitamin line, and it's not just a vitamin line, guys. And I, 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 I really have got to figure out. I really got to figure out a different thing to call it because it supplement is almost not even accurate enough because this is the basic cell function of your body. This is the simple stuff your body needs. So when you have your basic cell function working accurately, then your rest of your body starts to come into sync and you get better and better. And that to me is what I think that we all should have. And that's why me and Dobson, Josh Reed, are coming together to put, bring this to you. So we get your basic cell function running in the right direction. And then your body is going in the right direction. And you will find that that's a better way to health. Instead of a lot of times we're throwing ashwagandha or ginseng or you know, vitamin, vitamin E. or uh, you know, And so we don't realize that there's some basic cell function stuff. Let's get those handled first, and then we can work out from there and see how great we can actually be. So just understand that there's a lot of stuff going on around us that uh, we can be doing something different to bring our cell health together. I am working on me. I'm working on myself. I'm not just working on my body, but I'm working on my heart. I'm working on my mind. I'm working on my ego. I'm working on my innocence, all those things at the same time. And I, this, this journey that I'm on, I want to see you guys help, come along with me. And remember, the longer that we live, the longer that we are out there, the longer we continue to run our mouth, this is what screws it up for them. This is what makes it screw up their plans. They don't get to do what they want to do, how they want to do it. Because we find our power, we find who we are, and we see these things. Hey, Jenny, good to see you. Oh, Jenny Rogers is over. I mean, good grief, folks. We are bringing in the band. We got the band back together. I'm telling you what, uh, we are absolutely having a, an amazing time. So let's go back. I go. I know you guys are super interested in a lot of these ego innocence. Uh, Carrie Heisman said, okay, uh, real quick, before we go back to Israel and all the red flag BS that we're dealing with there and wag the dog, um, I'm going to answer Carrie Heiserman's question. Okay, Carrie, so here's my best way that I have actually been able to understand innocence or understand uh, ego, and they're completely something separate, uh, completely something separate. So I always describe the ego as the most destructive thing and the most creative thing all at the exact same time. It's the, 
it's the yin and the yang of things. It's the black and the white. It's the dark and the light. It's the, it's the evil and the good. And the reason I'm talking about this, well, no, Carrie, it's a good question. I know. I, but it's a great question, Carrie. I want to answer it. So this is a good thing. So when you think about your ego, it's what makes you get boastful. It's what makes you get defensive. It's what makes you kind of say things that you really kind of wish you took back sometimes. Or it also makes you want to go out there and do more and, and be productive and be, you know, get out there and do things. And it, can, it makes you gain knowledge and you're pursuing this, and you're pursuing that. So this is the creative side. But at the same time, it can make you look inward at yourself. It can make you make you selfish uh, with the ego. Ego is very selfish. Ego is about itself. It's, it's where we consider the, when you think about when people say narcissism and those things, that what narcissism is, is a hugely overused word, by the way. Hugely overused. Everybody who does something that's selfish is not a narcissist. They're just a human being. Human beings have a sin nature. The heart of the man is exceedingly wicked. Who shall know it? I mean, I'm, I could give you examples like this all day long, but we have to think about how the ego can be super creative and super destructive at the same time. It can create beauty and it can destroy beauty. And so when we think about those two separate things, when you understand your ego, when you understand how that sin nature, that selfish nature works, you embrace that. Then you understand that you have in control the 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 ego and the 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 nurturing part, the the bad and the good of the ego, right? So the good of the ego, the bad of the ego. So you have I'm changing hands with bad and good, right? So I don't want to say it's a right or left thing. But if you really understand and you see these things, you say, okay, what is going on here? What is going on there? When you start to really understand your ego and you get a hold of that, you embrace the suck. This is the things that I know I'm not good at, the things that I that makes me say things or be do things I shouldn't or those kind of things. When I embrace that and I know those things and I am working on that, I'm not only creating a better ego, but I'm also creating a better ego see that how that works so i'm getting i'm holding i'm maintaining control of this but i'm also the white the white and the black the dark and the light the the good and the evil i could actually work within that and knowing that there's a part of me that sucks and i will work in a counterpoint against myself to make sure that that doesn't take over and so when i talk about the show and i say let's learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish the world will be a far better place you guys have heard me say this thousands of times if you've watched every show I say thousands. I'm at nine. I'm, uh, I'm getting. I'm getting the. I'm over 800 shows now. I'm getting close to 900. So there's probably some shows in there that maybe I haven't always said that that way, but I do repeat it quite often. That selflessness is actually how we do this. That's how we win. And if you work in the selfless part and you work in the in the 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 light part. If you work in that part of your ego where you're in the creative side instead of the destructive side and you're owning that destructive side and you know what those destructive things are, then you find yourself in a better place. You find yourself in a, in a place that you're working in harmony with the good and the evil, the dark and the light. And the ego itself is such a power, powerful thing. And like I said, it, it can create and it can destroy. And when we start working outside of ourselves and we, hey, Leanne, good to see you. Thank you for so much being here. I am telling you what, today is a real family reunion. I have got so many of my faithfuls showing up today. Guys, remember, like, share, and comment. I should see 
as many likes and as many shares and as many comments. Everybody should be chiming in, at least saying, hey, um, and if you haven't told me in a while, you can, hey, Robert, good to see you here, man. Thank you so much for being here. This is your. This is what we have to do to help grow this. We have to beat their algorithm. We have to get past this. Uh, my my Twitter has finally reached uh, uh, 3,130, and uh, we finally got out of the 20s, and we maintained between 18 and 20. And this last weekend, I told you I was going to lose the 25 I had down to 118, you know, 118. Well, I went to 130. So I'm, I'm beating the algorithm on Twitter finally, and it looks like we're beating the algorithm here on Facebook and CloudHub as well. Now, CloudHub does not shadow ban me, and why I know that is because when I have my Cloud Hub up and I'm watching it, I can see the, the actual views on there. And I have already got 440 views on Cloud Hub. And I don't have that on Facebook. But that's the difference, right? That's what they do to us. That's how they mess with us. So anyway, so when we think about the ego and we think about all those things, but when you have innocence, now innocence is a little known topic that we all and I'm gonna get I'll get back to Israel in a minute, guys. I know I don't I know we want to talk about this, but innocence. Innocence I had to go back and find. I left innocence behind uh, for protection reasons. I was going through a lot as a child. I know exactly where I was and where what I did and where I told innocence to stay. And what I was trying to do was protect myself. I was doing it through a reactionary uh, just response to the situation I was in. I, I didn't do it purposely. I did it because I was scared. I did it because I was hurt. I did it because I was abandoned. I did those things because I was just trying to survive. And when I say I did this as a, as a child, I'm talking about second grade. I'm talking about six, seven years old. And I was an early kid. I actually graduated when I was 17. So there's a few of us out there that got into school early. I was four years old when I started kindergarten. And so for me, when second grade is somewhere, Lee Rhodes, man, I tell you what, you guys are slaying it today. Thank you guys so much for showing it. Remember, like, share, comment, like, share, comment. Um, because I only have four likes on the show right now, guys, on Facebook. And there's more of you guys commenting. I've got 10 comments, but I got four likes. You guys do the math for me. Um, and then like each other's comments. Go back and like the comments that you're seeing. Anyway. So I remember where I was at, and I remember what I was doing because at that time I wouldn't see my mom for two and three days. I didn't know where my next meal was. I knew that going to school I would get fed. I know that if I went to school I would probably get a snack maybe or I would get at least lunch and I would try to get maybe an extra carton of milk out of it or whatever, but uh, that was, I mean, I had like, you know, if I wanted an extra carton of milk, I had to steal a carton of milk at school. It wasn't because I was heavy or fat or, you know, just, couldn't stop eating. It was because of the only meal I was getting. Now, going back to that, my innocence, the who I was and understood my innocence, I, I wanted to protect my innocence, but I was, I was also trying to just survive. And I had to go back and, and work on that and understand that my innocence was lost. I had lost that, and I didn't mean to. Not innocence lost as in on my virginity, but X, that, that little part of you where you know that back in second grade, I knew there was no Santa Claus. Back in second grade, I knew there was no no... Easter Bunny. I knew there was none of this stuff. I understood that because I wasn't getting the birthday parties. I wasn't getting Christmases. I wasn't getting the celebrations. I wasn't getting the 4th of July. I wasn't doing all those things like other people were doing. My was just trying to get through the next day. And when you sleep in the dark room and you have nothing but a bed, you find yourself surviving. 
Janet, I tell you what, it is everybody's day to be here. Remember, like, share, comment, guys. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. You guys got to catch up there. Um, so as we go through all this, and I had to go back and I had to work on that. And I had to go back and tell me, tell my innocence, I'm sorry. And I had to work through that. And it was through a lot of tears and a lot of sorrow and a lot of heartbreak that I had to go back and work on myself. So understanding your ego and understanding your innocence and understanding where these things come back, these childhood traumas. You can say childhood traumas. When I say childhood traumas, I'm meaning I'm 52 years old. Childhood trauma exists at 52. You can have traumas and things that in your life that cause you to hesitate, causes you to ha- carry that fear with you. And that is a real thing, and that's okay. But it's also whether you let it control your life. And there was a lot of pain and suffering that I had dealt with back when I was going through those things. And I have worked on those things now. And I have found myself, me, Jim Price, in a better place. Like I found myself with my minerals. Like I have found myself with my grounding in the soil. Like I have found in the fact that I'm putting the microbiome back in the soil in my home. Like I have found myself putting things back in my life like copper. And, you know, these things that I should be having on a daily basis my chronic silver, micro, you know, the uh, collodial silver effect. I'm doing these things because it's making me better. It's making me healthier. And the longer I am healthier, the longer I'm smarter, the longer I'm away from their fluoride and all their other BS, I, I am beating them at their own game. I am living longer and more successful and staying out of the medical tyranny system that they have built that most people depend on. And so when I talk about me and all these things I'm going through, I went through this because it was necessary. I find myself in a far better place now than I have ever been in my entire life. And guys, I'm, I'm being very serious about that. I live with the Sanchez's. It was a, they were a first-generation Mexican family that lived in Phoenix. PD was in the Air Force and gained a citizenship through serving in the Air Force. But I lived with them until I, until I just turned five when my mom came back and picked me up. I was from about year to about four years I was with them. But I was, a, I was a white, toe-haired boy, white hair, white boy, living with a Hispanic family, going to Latin Catholic Church. And I remember so much of this. I remember these things when I was a kid. I remember going through kindergarten. I remember the stuff that I had to go through. But I also remember the day my mom came and got me. And I also remember the day my great-grandmother came and picked me up as well when I met Marge and Charlie. And all these things were different timestamps and things in my life that I know that I have had to work with and they've actually made me a better man. The challenges and things that we all say, well, I have childhood trauma, that's why I'm a piece of crap. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to be a piece of crap. You get to be the individual that says, even though I've been through these things, I still want to do more for the world around me. I want to make the world around me a better place. And that's why bringing these vitamins in, doing these things, talking about this stuff, talking about what's really going on in Israel talking about the truth, being a person out front, on the front edge of this, saying, listen, do not get tied up in Ukraine. Do not get tied up in Israel. Do not get tied up in the financial crash that they're getting ready to pull off. Do not get tied up in the shiny object of things. They want you living in fear. If they can lower your resonance, they can lower your heart, they can lower your mind, they get you to start looking at the ground instead of looking up and looking around you, then they win. And that's why this is so important in this time right now. When we think of these 9-11 moments, don't fall for it. I did for a long, long time. And now that I've seen the other side of it, I hope that you guys will too, and you guys will be better and more amazing on this backside. Karen, good to see you. 
Oh, I am telling you what, I haven't seen Karen in a minute. Christina, man, I it is a day. You guys are fantastic. Remember, guys, like, share, comment, like, hit that like button because I'm not seeing it out there. Uh, share this out to your different groups that you're a part of. You guys got different chats, different groups you're on. Make sure and share the show out. But I'm going to tell you guys, let's get back to the day's events. Let's get back to the weekend's events, the shiny object of things. How many times have you ever thought of yourself? There's, there, I could do this. Let's do this article. Let's do the articles here. Let's do, um, I had, um, uh, we'll, cut, we'll say war in Israel, okay? And I'm going to go in and I'm going to just put in war in Israel. I'm going to just start going off the top articles here. And we'll see what, what we have here. Let's see if I can find some pictures just on the very top of this where you can see that uh, thousands of uh, Isra uh, Israelis uh, reservists called up. Uh, let's see here. Where's the photos? Where are the photos? This one doesn't have, like, I, get, I picked the one article that doesn't have photos on it. Let's keep going. Let's see what, uh, let's see what they got here. All right, man, I, well, so nobody wants to give me a photo. Nobody wants to give me a photo. Are you guys all scared? You guys scared I'm going to show it to you? Well, what I was going to show you is that we have these situations where, okay, here we go. Here's one. This is a perfect example. Gosh, I just love how they just proved my point here. Let me show you. All right. Now, this picture right here, I'm going to show you. This picture right here, this is from CNN. Now, I want you to look at something with me here, and I'm not trying to say that maybe this these people aren't suffering of something. But Dad's got, or whoever this is, he's got an app. He's got Apple jeans on. He's got jeans. He's got his pants here. He's got an Apple logo on the left leg. He's got cuffed pants with work boots on. Looks like he's got. Uh, so who is this? Who is this guy? Is this guy an AIDS worker? Because he's got a vest on. He's got rubber gloves. But here's the daughter who has no shoes on, and then the mom is running around the corner. And see all this smoke and stuff back here? I don't know what's going on. Let's read it. Members of Palestine family rush out of bombed house during Israeli airstrike in Gaza Strip on October 9th. Now, guys, let me, let me explain something to you here. Why is it that this family's rushing out of a bombed house, but in the back, in the smoke, I can see two people standing there in the smoke. The daughter has a hair uh, barrette in or a hair bow in, no shoes, which the bottom of her feet are completely dirty. But then dad's got a vest with apple pants on and cargo, and then he has work boots, but rubber gloves. Mom has got her hair covered up and running out, but daughter doesn't have her hair covered. But where's the house that they're running out of? This looks like a hallway. This looks like a place that they were running down an alley or so. Now, I just pointed out a few things. You guys can think I'm a jerk. You can think I'm not listening. But then we're going to go down here. Let's look at the next one. We're going to scroll on over here. Here's another one for you. This one is a car that's been bombed. But then if you look in the background, there's no trees. There's no other buildings burnt. There's no nothing. Just this one car here in the middle of the street. So there's a fire truck right there as well. So this car was bombed. But why does the side of the door here look like it was hit by something? Why does it look like this car was rammed? Or maybe had already been through an accident, but this is what they went ahead and set on fire. Because if I checked right, the last time I checked, when cars catch on fire, the doors don't crinkle in. The doors don't go in. They don't fall in. They don't crumple in like it's been hit by the side of the car. The car's been hit on the side. See how these? there's all this damage on the back corner? 
Why does it look like there's bullet holes or something in there? I thought this was a missile site. This is where a missile, something happened here. The car was destroyed. And this is from CNN. And so let's continue on here. Oh, let's look at this one. This is a this is the one I like here. This one is um, no, I don't even want to talk about that. Was, this that's a, this is such lazy reporting. Very much wag the dog. Okay, let me show you something here. Here's another one. Let's let's do this one. Let's do this one. I want to do this one here because this is going to make you ask a few questions yourself. This is a reporter taking a photo of an armament inside of a banked area where it took an excavator or a front-end loader to build these berms around here. But then the military people are standing around, but there's a guy up on the hill taking a photo of this. He's taking a photo of that. How was he there? Why is he there? If I am there and I knew it was the enemy and I knew that all I had to do was walk up and act like I'm a cameraman, I could sit there as a sniper and pop off every single one of those guys working on that weapon. Try to shoot into different territories, right? See, the problem is, is that this is how we do it. We use sensationalized photos. We use these things that don't seem to make a lot of sense why they're there. How did that photographer just happen to be sitting there, standing there, photographing when the ammunition went out of the end of the barrel and caused the flash, muzzle flash on the front of that, that was fine. Yeah? I mean, this is the questions I have to ask, and I have to go, okay, why is this okay? Why is this happening this way? Why is it that we can see these things over and over again, but we can't be honest about what we really see? Now, let's continue on here. Uh, Let's see what else can we find. Uh, Let's see. Foreign policy. Uh, this is a Israeli, okay, so, (laughs) uh, let's do this photo here. I want to show this to you, and this one's not going to, this one's another one that just doesn't make a lot of sense. So, here's a photo of an Israeli soldier. The the caption reads, an Israeli soldier rests his head on the artillery, artillery gun barrel of an armed vehicle as Israeli soldiers take position near the border with Gaza in the southern Israeli state on October 9th. Now, what are the guys doing in the background there? What about the muzzle jacket that's on the, the gun behind his butt? If you look at the, there's a little muzzle coming out of his butt there. How come the muzzle covers on that one over there? These guys are getting ready for war, but this guy is leaning on the barrel of a tank or an armed vehicle. Do you guys see anything wrong with this? Are you guys seeing what I'm talking about? I'm not, again, this is, I'm, I'm not trying to make a fight about what's going on. But when I can look at the photographs and they don't seem to make a lot of sense, they don't seem to like, huh? Huh? What do you think? So then let's look here. Let's see what uh, USA Today, USA Today has got, uh, let's see here. What do we got? the photos we have here close that i don't need that advertising uh let's see here german and britain said that they are uh they were uh reevaluating aids aid package worth hundreds of millions of dollars that has been earmarked for the palestinian area so all these countries have got caught that they were giving money to palestine but now they're suddenly going to give it to israeli israeli so let's that's that's a thing so let's go back. Um, I can't get this. I, this wasn't the article I hoped for. 
Yeah, let's see what Bloomberg has to say. Let's see what these guys... They always, they're always good for a good laugh. Uh, as the Israeli-Hamas war rages on, oil traders focus on Iran. Oh, great. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and ha- pay higher gas prices now. That's awesome. Uh, Bloomberg would not let me look at their stuff without paying for it. Uh, let's see. Israel. All right. This is Al Jazeera. Dozens killed, wounded in Israel, air raid on Gaza refugee camp. Okay, so which way is it? Are we doing the refugee camp or we're not doing refugee camp? Are we letting them leave or not letting them leave? Because if I remember right, we're giving everybody time to get out of the Gaza Strip, but now we're bombing the Gaza Strip refugee camps? You see how that works? See, none of this really makes a lot of sense to me. And I don't understand why it is that we keep running back to the same poison well and finding ourselves in this same situation. We should be better than this. And I don't know why. I don't know why we, we continue to just, it's sad. Um, anyway, so as we're going through these times, be mindful. There's a lot of other shining objects going on. Trump's trial is still going on in New York where the, the state is losing their, their balance. Their, the appeals court has already appealed most of the case, have withdrawn most of the case so that the DA can't try to prosecute. By the way, it also came out in the same uh, area that Trump's Mar-a-Lago is in, there's a one-acre lot that's selling for $200 million. Yeah, right there next to Trump's property, the 22 acres or 21 acres he owns. Yeah, he there's a, there's a piece of land just down the street, and I'm saying a rock's throw away, for $200 million. $200 million. But yet Trump's property is supposed to be only worth $18 million. I don't know what math is, I guess, because if, I, if an acre of land on that road right there by Trump's Mar-a-Lago, is worth $200 million per acre. I mean, let's. Uh, I, I want to do the math real slow here. I want to make sure I, I, I do it right here. So we say $200 million, okay? And then I want to times it. Let's say, let's say Trump only has 20 acres. I mean, we don't want to go crazy, but... That says it's worth four. The dirt alone, where Trump's sitting on, is worth four billion dollars. If I just multiply two hundred million times an acre, and I times that acre by twenty, that's four billion dollars. I don't have to be a mathematician or a, a an estimate or a, a real estate appraiser, but I, if I remember right, when I was standing there and the fountains and the pool and the the big meeting halls and the diner and the hotel rooms and the parking and the amazing views that they have, I guess none of that's worth anything. I guess those are the negative. So the property is worth $4 billion, but the building itself is a detractor down to $18 million. And the guy who's making this decision isn't making this decision based off market value. He's doing it off of prejudice. Prejudice. I don't like Trump, so I will pick on him. I will make sure that his life is a pain in the butt. This is weaponization of the judicial system. Guys, this is exactly Germany. Germany did this exact thing almost this exact time in history 100 years ago. Oh, yeah, this was all started in this was all. No, listen, listen, listen. Don't get me all like, we're not Germany, Jimmy. Well, mm, you kind of are. We kind of are. We're kind of jerks. We kind of screwed this up. And the judicial system in which we're living in, with the things that we are dealing with right now, we are absolutely 
not good be human beings. When the judges quit thinking that their only job they have to do is put as many people behind bars as possible, when the DAs are trying to put as many people behind bars as possible, now what I'm not, I'm not, I am not. Stop the press. Stop your yammering. I am not saying I want violent person crime individuals released from prison, from jail, with no bail. It's not what I said. If you rob somebody, if you assault somebody, if you are killing somebody, if you are doing damage to somebody, completely different set of rules for me. If there is a victim, there is a crime. But your Supreme Court, your Supreme Court that we all bow down to because they make legislation now, they say 13 separate times that the city, the county, the state, and the federal government cannot be the victim in a crime. Well, that's because not everybody is willing to, you know, they're not willing to, you know, uh, you know, uh, make sure and, and, and put a claim in against people that done them wrong then that's their choice. Not everybody who has been hit by somebody wants them to be charged with hitting them. And that is okay. It is not the state's responsibility to pick up the mantle and continue on. I don't want the city, county, state, and the federal government carrying my water. If I want to bring assault charges, if I want to bring theft charges, if I want to bring those charges against somebody for a personal crime that has been committed against me, then that is my purview. That is my discretion. It's not the city, county, states, federal. No, uh-uh. Not, 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 not even close. It's not how it works. But we don't have that conversation because why? Because we're too used to saying, yeah, go get them, hang them high. Woo-hoo. We're going to go get those bad guys. If the city, county, state, and the federal government cannot be the victim, then how was it Kansas against James Price? Kansas versus James Price. Why is it versus? Why are we in an adversarial situation if they're just doing what they're supposed to be doing? Why am I an adversary to the state? Because they believe in the corporation of America that I am their asset. I am theirs to do with it the, as they will. They will do with me as they will. Guys, we have to learn the game. When I say you guys are playing checkers and tiddlywinks while they're playing 3D chess, I'm not exaggerating. Know the game. Know that they're the banker. They're the ones with the monopoly money. They're the ones charging you taxes on every single thing you do every time you stop. And when you do pass go and you do pass the jail, well, they go ahead and keep that money as well. Man, Lindsay, good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Annie Garrett, thank you as well being here. This is our world where we have to think about this world completely different. If I can tell you that I got, we got the photo of the black gentleman pulling the fire alarm, which is a three-step process to pull a fire alarm. By the way, fire alarms are not just a little blook. You have to lift the lever. You have to pull it out, break the glass tube in there, and then pull it down. There's a three-step process to everything that's a fire, uh, fire, a fire alarm pull is not simply an accident. Within minutes of that gentleman doing that, that photo and video was released to the public. But yet, J6ers, almost three years later, where you know in January it will be three years, we're a year and a half into it, or a year and a half more, that we're into this, 
and we still don't have all the footage, even with McCarthy, even with all the Jim Jordans of the world. Oh, they're going so tough. Oh, I want Jim Jordan to be my speaker. Oh, I'm going to get it. Guys are lying to you. If we can get that black gentleman watching him pull that lever on the fire alarm within minutes of it happening because he stopped the vote on Ukraine, Guys, this is a matter of will. They know what the laws are. They know what the rules are. They know what the corporate law that we live under. They know the maritime law they run our judicial system on. They know why they wear black robes into the courtroom as a call to the king of England. If you think you are not a British subject, you do not know 1871. You do not know the bankruptcy of America where we went to the Bank of London and they went and took us, you and I, the people of America, as an asset. We, we are the asset. We are the property. We are the chattel. Think about it. Now, this is a problem for me when I know that there are people out there that are willing to do this and they know what the system is and they know they can abuse us. But remember, even amongst thieves, there is no honor. Now, if one of the thieves breaks out of one of the criminals, one of the criminals is anybody who has driven faster than the posted speed limit, anybody who has not crossed the sidewalk, anybody who has done something against the city, county, state, and the federal government, whether you have been caught, convicted, tried, it doesn't matter. If you have done it, then you are a criminal. But let me go back. When you think of your life, when you think of all the things of this, they have been using you as an asset, just like if I was going to say, well, I want to go m- borrow money from Farm Bureau for my ranch I have, and I have 100 head of horse horses, I have a 1,000 head of cattle, I have ducks, I have goats, I have a 1,000 acres of property, I have barns, I have equipment, I have a house, I have me. And I go into Farm Bureau, and the first thing they're going to say, well, do you have any assets? Well, when we were... America, just after the Civil War, we were completely broke after we paid everybody reparations. We gave everybody a free boat ride back to where, by the way, I call it a boat ride because we didn't have airplanes, we didn't have cars, we didn't have motorcycles, okay? So it's a free boat ride back to wherever you want to go, okay? And some got land some and got a mule. It depended on which way you wanted, but everybody was paid reparations, all the soldiers, all the military, all those landowners. There was a lot of payback going on, and we were broke. We had just fought ourselves. We just cut our own legs off, and we needed money, and we needed to make sure that we weren't going to fall subject to another country because we were weak at the time. So what did we do? General Grant orchestrated a loan that we, that we, we're put up for collateral. We are part of the ranch. We're part of the corporation. The judges used to wear white wigs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a thing, guys. Our own judges wore white wigs. Don't go around going, well, we never did that. We didn't? Are you sure? We're wearing the black robes. Huh? Yeah. Well, and that's what we did, right? Uh, Robert uh, says... Um, Do you notice yesterday God stepped in and the devils are freaking? Yeah. Guys, I will tell you, of all the doom and gloom I've given you today, and and none of it's, honestly, none of it's really doom and gloom. These are all very great observations. But the reason that they're trying so hard 
The reason they're trying so hard to go through all these things and do all this stuff and do all this exaggeration of terms is because they are losing. We are winning. This is a real time to be mindful that, yes, we do win in the end, but it does take some time. It does take a while to do things. Jenny Rogers, good to see you over here on Facebook as well. Uh, let's see. When I was on the stream, there was like there was no I, I, like icon. I had to go backwards to your channel when I and when I came back from Facebook, took me all the way out of your channel. I had to research <laughs> for you and sh- on the show and the main page. Yeah, Jenny, we've this is how I get shadow banned. Jenny is literally describing to her or she's describing in her experience on Facebook the same thing I experienced on my own Facebook. I actually have to go to the Jim Price Show page. On this tablet, I have to go all the way to there. Then I have to scroll down, and then I have to find my live stream because I don't get notifications when I go live. So Jim Price and the Jim Price Show go live, and I don't get notifications either way. So anyway, welcome to Facebook. If you guys think that I am over the target, I am. This is what they do to people who are actually trying to tell you not to live in fear. Don't let them get you. Don't let them tear you apart. Don't be a victim to their stuff. And when I say stuff, I'm using the other word, um, the BS they tried to put you through, guys. There is so much going on around us. By the way, I did put out an article today on on the Jim Price Show page as well as on um, uh, Twitter. Under the radar, U.S. approves release of $75 million in aid to Palestine. Palestine, whatever. I don't, is it Palestine or Palestine? Anyway, Palestinians. Uh, in a quiet move, bypassing Republican uh, obstructionists, United States Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has approved $75 million in food assistance to Palest- uh, Palestinians just hours before. This is what happens. This is what happens. Our own government is subverting us, and we are paying both sides to fight each other. And then we're going to go in there, and then we're going to say we're sorry, and then we're going to go in there and rebuild and spend trillions of dollars on stuff that isn't ours. Guys, if we left if we left the Middle East, do you know what would change? Nothing. They would still fight. They would still argue. They would still kill each other, and it wouldn't cost us trillions of dollars. Jimmy, we got to go in there and save them because we're the good guys, and good guys go in and break up the fights, and we're the hero. We are the hero? Are you sure we're the hero? Have I talked to you about 9-11? Have you not seen the footage of the missile hitting the Pentagon? Have you not gone back and recounted the history of the Pennsylvania plane, the plane that hit the Pennsylvania field, where the only thing they found was a passport and then one piece of metal? The jet engines, the wings, the clothes, the suitcases, the iPhones, the the chargers, the cords, the people, the bones, the teeth. They were all disintegrated into that Pennsylvania field. Nobody, nothing, not one thing survived. Wow, oh wow. What a miracle of technology. What? Carrie Heisman says we've been uh, they're using bioweapons Biden left in Afghanistan. Well, yeah, we left it in Afghanistan because we're setting them up for war. Carrie, this is what we do. We we just give them stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're bombing us with our own bombs. What shall we ever do? Well, let's go kick their ass. Yeah, America. Woo, we're going to go do this. We're going to go do America, America, America. This is what we want to do. Is it? 
See, folks, this is my problem. We have, we have created the wars that we fight in. We have created the financial destruction that we are living under. We, as Americans, have created this problem. So be mindful of that. Think about those things. There's a lot more going on around us than we really want to admit, and we really are not on the right side of history on so many of these things. Um, and guys, I do appreciate all the comments and all the likes and all the, you know, the different follows and stuff. Thank you guys so much for what you guys have been doing out there. Um, I will be in Nashville this weekend speaking at the truth tour. This is the last stop for them on their nationwide tours they are doing, but there will be some other things coming up in the future. Uh, this weekend I'll be in Nashville. And then next weekend I will be in Washington speaking at another event there as well. So Patriots United Washington, I'm going to be there speaking and it's going to be a great event i hope you guys if you're in the area or can show up either to nashville or into washington let me know and i will get you guys the information you guys can be a part of things if you guys want to meet before or after the event or even during the event let me know and i will set up time especially for you guys this is what we do guys this is what we're in this whole thing for is to bring us all together get better information out there and be the right people at the right time but guys remember your future your future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart's in the right place every single day, being better than it was the day before. Remember, hold the line, hold fast. Do not give up and do not give in. We will win, I promise. I don't make promises I can't keep. That's how we do this, guys. We don't give up. We don't give in. Remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, our community, our city, the county, our state, and our federal government. The more we do for those guys, ever those, all those other people, the more we do for them, the less they have to do for us, learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, this is your world. Your constitution limits the government, but never limits you. The constitution limits the government, but never limits you. Know your power. We the people. That's how this works. We are the people. And uh, and I uh, thank you, Janet. Appreciate that. I will be traveling uh, next this Friday and next Friday, so I'll be on the show Monday through Friday this uh, Monday through Thursday this week and Monday through Thursday next week. Like I said, I have to travel on Friday for these events to be a part of them. And if you guys have any questions or comments, do not hesitate to reach out to me. Jim Price at the Jim Price Show.com is the email. Jim Price at the Jim Price Show.com is the email or the website, the Jim Price Show.com. Guys, we do have our vitamin line coming out here. We'll be launching for pre sale here in about a week. You guys have been great. Thank you so much for everything you guys are doing out there. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye bye. <laughs>